The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. It's time to talk money. I'm, we're going to get a lot done. The Financial Guys Radio Show. Okay, um, hang on. Uh, sorry. Oh. Here are the Financial Guys, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All right, welcome back, financial guys. Uh, apparently, we did not have our special 9-11 intro ready and queued, Kelsey. I don't know what happened there, but uh, we're going to try to get that set up for the next hour, unfortunately. So this is, of course, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas. We are the financial guys here on a 20th anniversary of 9-11, so we've got a kind of a special show lined up for you today. We're going to go through some sound clips and uh, kind of take a stroll down memory lane. I, I had a... Uh, Pretty inspirational uh, intro, uh, a patriotic intro that uh, Wham! actually in Rochester did a great job of putting together, but somehow we uh, disconnected on that. So mm. we'll try to get that played at some well, point, but I have other sound clips as well we can play throughout the lot, show. A lot has changed, right? A lot has changed. I mean, not just because of yeah. 9-11, but you think about, you know, we've been on the radio for 20-something years. Yep. And, um, you know, actually some of the clips you'll play, you know, talk about the change in leadership. You know, yeah. after that day, I remember President Bush, Giuliani, strong leadership. We're going to fight this. We're going to win this, right? Um, Giuliani was talking about opening the streets the next day. <laughs> the next day. Yeah. Um, you know, now compare that to uh, the flu now, where we're hiding yeah. from the flu. Please don't yeah. leave your house. Make sure you wear face diapers. I mean, just really the trajectory of where we've gone over the last tw- uh, 20 years and how far we've gone towards socialism and embracing you know big government and government controlling your life is just really remarkable but i'd love to hear some stories too about you know people just remembering and thinking back to that day i remember one of the eeriest things to me was at night um i remember my buddy tim and aaron came over and we were just hanging out having a beer in the backyard just trying to recap and process what happened and the weirdest thing was no airplanes in the sky and I lived in Lancaster at the time, and you know we were far enough away from the airport where they weren't directly over my house, but right. close enough where we're, when they weren't there, you realized, wow, I mean, this is really, really weird. Uh, it just, you know, I'll never forget that. It was just an eerie feeling of why aren't they there? You know? Yeah, for days, for days, the clouds were were the clouds. The skies were uh, were empty. It yeah, was really quite something unique. And uh, I remember going to the office that day. We, you know, I, st- you know, my my daughter was only one, just not even one years old, about to turn a year old. And I remember, you know, watching the, you know, I think it was Good Morning America, whatever, GMA, we usually had that on in the morning as, <clears throat> you know, my wife would get the, you know, Lily up and ready to go and whatnot. And uh, I remember seeing, you know, the first plane had already hit the building. It was probably like 830. I was getting ready to leave the office, 845, whatever time that was. And I remember thinking, like, I think we all thought, right, this has got to be just a, another accident, like mm-hmm. a small plane. It yep. just happens in New York City, you know. These things just, you know, unfortunately, they happen from time to time. I think there was something that just happened not too long before that with a plane, you know, small engine, a small aircraft. Uh, and so I left the house thinking, you know, wow, it's that's unfortunate, and you know, but but not anything of it. And then, of course, when I got to the office, 
the second plane by that point, I believe, had already hit. Mm-hmm. And you know, listening to the radio, you knew like, oh yep. my God, this is a this is a terrorist attack. When it and I think we'll play some sound clips from some news media. You know, they were reporting on it live when the second plane hit, and they hear the reaction to right away realize like, oh my gosh, this is not just an accident. Oh yeah. my God, we're under attack, and just. You know the feeling of that day was just just well. You what know, it, you'll never, of course, you'll never forget. Right? And and then you hear the Pentagon, right? And then you can't <laughs> right. help but think, oh my, what yeah, is next? next? What right. is next? Yeah, pretty remarkable, right? Yeah. So we'll be joined as well by uh, Paul Meeks, and uh, at the bottom of the hour, Paul, of course, on our investment committee, was the uh, largest tech manager during the dot com bubble for Merrill Lynch at the time. So obviously, very strong. Uh, Wall Street ties. So we're going to get a you know story from him at the bottom of the hour. And of course, we'll run our regular schedule today as well of, of, of interviews. You know, Mike Spraz will be joining us and Brian Faraci for Medicare and so on. So you want to stay tuned for the entire show, of course. And we want to hear your stories. Eh? Uh, if you want to give us a call, 1-800-616-9236. And, uh, you know, where were you? I mean, obviously, everybody remembers. It's like the JFK assassination, which was mm-hmm. before my time. Of course, I wasn't born at that point. But, you know, those that are that are older, of course, you know, they would tell you, I remember exactly where I was when the news broke. And I 9-11 rem- is the exact same way. I remember details of that morning where I was in my – I dropped off my car to get a rim fixed. I had a flat – a bad tire. And I remember when uh, the, the second one hit, I was picking the car up. I had already gone to the office, left the office – and went around the corner to get this car fixed, picking it up, and I'm in the back of this uh, shop, and I had a top, a convertible at the time, and uh, I just remember looking up, and it was a beautiful morning, and thinking, oh boy, this is not good. <laughs> this is yeah. not good. I remember hearing it on the radio, listening to News Radio 930 WBEN at the time, uh, in my car, and going back to the office, and then just, you know, at, at, at awe of what was happening. Yeah, I remember we worked all day. I remember being in the office, and being on the phone, you know, of course, with clients. So they shut sure. the market down right away, so the stock market didn't open. And, uh, of course, we're on the phone with clients all day, like, what's going to happen? And of course, sure. the stock market didn't open that whole week. They shut down uh, the market for the remainder of the week and uh, came back on Monday. And you knew Monday it was going to open up a lot lower, and it did, of course. It was down quite a bit uh, on that Monday. But, you know, things recovered, you know, f- from that, that one day, you know, yeah. over time, as, as markets always fell, do. And we'll talk some statistics throughout today. As well. <clears throat> fell 7.1% that first day, Glenn. 7.1%. Yeah. Right. But actually, look, and, you know, don't forget, that was the tail end of the uh, the tech wreck that we were going through, right? So you already yep. had a market that was weak as could be and in, in that sell mode, and this just didn't help. But although, although some would say it sort of did help, but, I mean, it sort of forced all the sellers out. Like, okay, and we had more people at that point coming in and wanting to buy stocks than they did want to sell. You know, yeah. at that point, we already had gone through the tech rack, and now, all right, we're adding this onto it. And we definitely had more people that said, oh, we want to buy, we want to buy. And, of course, diversified models, rebalancing, and trying to take advantage of that along the way. Right, no doubt. And that's what you have to do, unfortunately. I mean, these types of... You know, incidents in the, in the shock the market like COVID did this past year, or, or of course nine eleven did, just like Pearl Harbor did, and you know the the you know crash of eighty seven. You know, the best you can do is you know try to rebalance portfolios and move on with it. But mm. you know that was that was particularly harmful for the stock market, especially just because of the timing of it all. You yeah. know, as you mentioned, Mike, the market was already. You know, what had happened was you came out of a of a Clinton administration, Clinton. In March of 2000, went after Microsoft, right? So the long-anticipated is he going to you know try to break up Microsoft? And of course, they launched that antitrust investigation, which was never successful, Mm-mm. right? Because Microsoft never got broken up. Well, well, the, no, then 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 the, the big techs like Microsoft got in line with the Democrats. 
right. after that. Well, yeah. no, that was yeah after that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, then they got so a lot of got, Right, they figured out the game how to how to you know yeah. how to pay him off. But oh, uh, but yeah, oh, if we work with you guys, you right. won't put us out of business. You'll give us more money. I got ah, it. We'll hurt the small guy, and the medium business owner. Let's yeah. go get him. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. a month and a half later, after two months later, I should say the first week of uh, second week of May, they. Um, you know, they, they raise interest rates. Alan Greenspan, who, I, honestly, I think people, you know, revere Alan Greenspan. They put him up on a pedestal. I think Alan Greenspan was the first, worst Fed chief in my lifetime by far, right? So the Fed chief was, was uh, you know, as an important job, of course, right, keeping the interest rates low or, or controlling money supply. Alan Greenspan spent four years inflating the market with low interest rates throughout the late 90s. Uh, because of the whole scam of Y2K, which was a complete and total scam, total scam, mm-hmm. right? Everybody was told that the, you know all the computers would stop, you wouldn't be able to get money up, blah, 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 blah. So it is massive amount of infrastructure spending to upgrade uh, technology. And as a result... With that technology, went with spending, you know, they ran out of spending after a while, right? <laughs> it yeah. came a time when everything was spent. And then the worst thing was they started raising interest rates. And, and as the market was already reeling from Microsoft two months in, it was almost as if, you know, Clinton did it on purpose, you know, encouraging uh, Greenspan to raise interest rates by a half a point versus the quarter point that was expected. Because they got to remember, Greenspan kept lowering interest rates throughout the later part of, latter part of the 90s to force liquidity in the market. And he did, yep. but at the same time, trying to talk it off the ledge, right? Yeah. Saying, you know, irrational exuberance. We don't want to have, uh, you know, this, this, you know, this, this stock market highs are, are re- and the Nasdaq in '99 went up like 80 or 100 percent. It was ridiculous, right? Yeah. yeah. So Post 9/11, yeah, the Fed added 100 billion dollars in liquidity into the market on top of lowering interest rates to try to push up. And of course, don't forget about some of the. Uh, um, the Bush stimulus plans after as well, which which did help, you know, uh, part of the uh, being able to write off your automobile, your truck uh, against ordinary income. You know, that did help stimulate growth at the at the bottom of that and help, you know, yeah. sort of pull us out of that rut. Yeah, no doubt. So, yeah. all right, you want to take a break? You want to grab Mike's browser? Uh, let's grab Mike's browser. By the way, just okay. before we forget, uh, and I know we're going to, you know, show to be talking about nine eleven today. But Mark Polencars did announce for fans who don't obey masking rules at Highmark Stadium tomorrow that you could be kicked out. And he said he is personally going to the stadium. So King Polencars will be there. Uh, I, I, you know, I guess monitoring the stadium to make sure you're wearing your face diaper appropriately. So if yeah. you see Mark, tell him you said hi. Tell him you said hi. And tell him what you think your face diaper is because yep. he's a joke. Right. What a joke. Mark, Get I, I don't know who you think you are, but, uh, I mean, are you kidding me? You get caught uh, playing hockey with your buddies in the, in, the, in the actual tough times of this. You get caught golfing and then partying with all your buddies, having drinks and having fun. And then you're you're allowing people to go back to the stadium, but they better wear their face diaper. <laughs> what you know? Anybody that respects this guy, you are a mental midget at a whole new level. Anybody that wants to vote and support this guy, you are a mental midget at a whole different level, man. You most you, people are sheep. Yeah, I mean, they sheep. are. They, they they just follow. I along, can't right? imagine it's sad. a county I mean, executive not threatening me. But- they, you, Mark, you don't yeah. pay the bills there, bud. Well, so is so is the president, right? The president on Thursday, which yeah. by the way is a total distraction. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Total distraction away from his disaster in Afghanistan on the anniversary of nine eleven. Oh yeah, yeah. Now he's going to all that was. Uh, but we'll talk about that though. Yeah. You don't threaten us, Mr. President. Nah. You work for us. Yeah. Keep I, that in mind. I'll, okay? I'll let you. I'll, I'll let you a little secret, uh, Mr. Joe Biden. We will not be forcing our employees to get vaccinated ever, never, ever. 
ever. Yeah. Uh, no, let's bring in Mike. Happen. Let's bring in Mike Sparaza. Mike, how are you, sir? Good. How are you guys doing? We're great. Good. So tell oh, us. This is that is that Mike Sparaza? Doesn't sound like you. No, that's me. That's me. Oh, that's something. Late, cool. late night, was, Mike, or what? Yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah what's going on, Mike? <laughs> did you did you go out with the rest of the office and forget to invite, invite Glenn and I? No, no, no. Oh. I'm just getting some laundry done today at the house. Son. Oh, good for you. Good, good for you. Uh, so tell us, any winning stories this week? I mean, I know we're always saving people money. Of course, you know, my, our slogan is give you 14 minutes and let you shop over 25 companies to save people money when it comes to their home and auto. I, you know, I got to tell you, folks, it's real money. It's real money. I mean, I see Mike save people a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, five hundred dollars. It's real money, and you got to take advantage of this. I, I want to tell that story. Actually, I told in our Friday meeting yesterday about claims and, and how important it is to work with someone that can help you out with claims. And I, I quoted someone this week. They had uh, four home claims in the last three years. Three of the claims, though, were zero dollar payouts, meaning nothing was paid out. Either they didn't meet their deductible. The claim was not something that would have been covered. And I could have saved the, the gentleman over $1,200 a year, but because he had four claims, three of which were not even paid out, I couldn't help him. And I, I want to stress that because helping people make the right decision on you know putting a claim through or if something's going to be paid out, are they going to meet their deductible is, is super important. And, and I know from what I'm told by a lot of, of clients that we work with, People in the past, they've worked up and said, oh, yeah, just put the claim through. But that's not always the answer because if the claim's not covered, you're just wasting your time, and it's harder to shop you down the road. That's crazy. So they put the claim in, it's not covered, but it counts against them in their record. Yeah. Yes, he, he had three of those. So wow. It, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm thinking, why are these all zero dollars? He's like, well, I was going to put one through. The guy told me to call it in, so I did, but then it wasn't covered. The other one didn't meet his deductible, and I think the third one was something like, you know, he, he just he, he felt like he should just call it in. And I said, well, going forward, even though we're not going to be able to work with you this year, use us as a resource and we can help you make that decision and really help right. you out and, and help you shop later on. It's not just right now. I always tell people that it's not just right now. you got to think long term with these claims, too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, it got to be proactive with it, whether it's your company. I know you've helped a lot of people out with their warehouses and their um, from uh, grocery stores to um convenience stores to the small big medium businesses to you know uh, somebody's auto their home their rv their boat uh, be proactive and uh, try to save yourself some money and make sure you got the right coverage so allow mike to uh, give him 14 minutes let him shop over 25 companies to save you money and we've been helping a ton of people out in the rochester area we have an office in batavia and of course uh, williamsville new york and for those of you down in south florida listening on iHeartRadio. Uh, Mike, boy, I, I was. I, it seems like one out of every four clients now are either uh, en route to Florida <laughs> or uh, have a second there? home there. They're 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 putting their flag down, saying I'm on my way, or they're there. But we've been helping a lot of folks out in the Florida market as well, right? Yeah, Florida's been a, a, a big thing for us. Like you said, a lot of people moving, and also now that we have a presence down there, people are saying, "Hey, can you can you help me out?" Because home premiums in Florida are just skyrocketing. If anybody has a home or condo down there, you'll see that. I mean, I've, I've heard 24 or 25 to even 40% rate increases year over year over the last couple of years down there. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes you just get dropped in a certain area. I was talking to a friend of mine. He's like, I just got redlined. I said, what does that mean? I heard that in banking. He goes, no, no, sometimes they don't want the risk, so they just stop insuring people on the water. And so I just got dropped. So that happens too. You just got to, you know, sometimes you just kind of make sure you got a couple aces up your sleeve and a guy like Mike that can shop additional companies when you do get dropped, right? Yep. 
Hey, Mike, tell yep. us about your interview this week. I know you've been doing some incredible interviews. Uh, you know, with uh, we had the Babylon Bee and and uh, and Seth Dillon and and so many other great interviews. Who'd you interview this week, and uh, when can we hear it? Yes, uh, so we interviewed Laverne Spicer this week. She is a uh, congressional candidate down in Florida. Uh, talked a lot about COVID, and and you know this was we actually interviewed her before the Biden uh, press conference on Thursday, but. We talked a lot about Biden, this administration, um, you know, Kamala being missing in action um, and and also just Biden and every every decision he's made seems to have either blown up or, or not been in our favor. So she had some good things to, to say about those couple issues. And we talked a little bit about her candidacy this week, though, coming out. Um, the Seth Dillon interview will be live this week on YouTube as well from the Babylon Bee. That's a great one about censorship and, and what he sees in the future. Um, all these interviews, though, you can find right on YouTube. Uh, we usually post them on Facebook, so you can get them right on YouTube. But YouTube or any of your podcast apps, it's under the TFG Truth podcast. They are all coming out usually Wednesday or Thursday every week going forward. Fabulous. I've got a clip here. I, I thought this was interesting. I had a chance to listen to this before. I, hadn't, I didn't, haven't heard the whole interview, but this clip you're talking about immigration, and I, and you know, we kind of forget about, you know, what we, you know, with the southern border, you know, being wide open. But, you know, we just brought over, you know, thousands and thousands of, of, uh, of Afghans, and some of which I'm sure are allies, right? Some of which are, are interpreters and the people we wanted to get out, but some may not be. And, and we have no idea. So let me play this clip because I thought this was an interesting response and a uh, good question. Or maybe not. Oh, no. <laughs> Here it is. How are we supposed to know exactly who is who? You know, if these people are actually leaving because they are afraid, uh, we don't know if there are people from the Taliban mixed in with these people that are coming here. We don't know who, who these people are. You know, we, we don't even know what that vetting process looks like. So, you know, I mean, America has always been the country that represent everything that the Statue of Liberty stands for. You know, we have open arms. We welcome people in. And and nothing is wrong with welcoming people in. But I also think that we, as the American people, need to do more to take care of home first. Mm. What about these veterans that are returning here? You know, some of them may end up homeless in the street, like the veterans we already have that are homeless in the streets. Mm -hmm. So, once again, we need to learn how to take care of home first. Well said. That was interesting. I, yeah, well said, absolutely. I, I have no problem bringing over immigrants uh, legally, uh, refugees, you know, whatever. Uh, but she is right. We have a lot of domestic issues. And I've been, I've been posting some videos on our Twitter feed lately that are just astonishing of places like Philadelphia. I mean, these are zombie cities now. I mean, literally, people walking around like zombies. It's it's like something you see out of a sci-fi movie. It's unreal. So anyway, again, check out that podcast, uh, TFT Truth, along with the Financial Guys podcast as well, uh, both everywhere you can find fine podcasts as well as YouTube. Hmm. Michael, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, see ya. Uh, we are way long in this segment, so very short break. 1-800-616-9236. We want to hear your stories, of course, and we'll answer your questions as well. And then on the other side of the break, we will talk to, uh, not this break, but the next break, we'll catch up with Paul Meeks as well. We've got the Financial Guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas. We'll be right back here on the Financial Guys Radio Network. You're listening to The Financial Guys. 
To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. Toll free at 800-616-WBEN. And cell calls are free at Star 930. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All right, welcome back on Angel Guys. Short segment here. I don't think we're going to get any calls in. The other side of the break, we will uh, we will check in with Paul Meeks. Again, Paul has been on our investment committee for the last several years now. He is a chartered financial analyst. We are very blessed to have three such uh, qualified folks on our investment committee, amongst others as well, uh, for a whopping 200-plus years of combined investment experience. Uh, Paul, of course, was a uh, on, on Wall Street at the time, uh, working for Merrill Lynch, and so we'll check in with him at the other side of the break. If you need us throughout the week, folks, we do manage money for a living. We are going to talk a little bit of money today, talk about the markets and where we go from here. Pretty rough week in the market overall. Uh, a lot of stuff going on, of course, and uh, we'll, we'll get to that and much, much more. But if you need us throughout the week, use us as a resource. Call us at the office, 833-FIN-GUYS, 833-FIN-GUYS, or go to our website, thefinancialguys.com where you'll find not only all the different departments and the things that we do at the Financial Guys, from estate planning to retirement planning to income planning to Medicare and much, much home and auto, of course. We've talked to Mike Sparaza and much more. But you'll also find all of our social media links. So you can find our Facebook, our YouTube, our Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn connections, all of it there on our website at thefinancialguys.com. Glenn, somebody texted in, hello, will you guys consider supporting freedom of choice for the mask mandates? Well, just so you know, we've been working with Todd Aldinger, and we filed <laughs> yeah. suit this week against, we'll well. uh, against uh, Kathy Hochul and her buddies. So uh, we... Uh, we, uh, but if you want to go to freedom of choice, uh, some parents looking to rally, but uh, we already filed suit, so we're, uh, we're on top of it. Yeah. yeah, Todd will be joining us in the second hour, so you want to stay tuned for that. All right, we'll be right back. You've got the Financial Guys here on the Financial Guys Radio Network. You're listening to the Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930, toll-free at 800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. All right, welcome back. You've got the Financial Guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, here on the Financial Guys Radio Network. And again, if you want to join us, uh, 1-800-616-9236. Again, 1-800-616-9236. We will take your calls and questions, and I'll get back to the phones. Mike, you're up on deck first in just a second. But before... I want to welcome Paul Meeks. Paul is on our investment committee, and you hear us plug Paul often. He's often interviewed about once a week on CNBC. He's still considered to this day to be one of the top tech managers on Wall Street. And during the dot-com bubble and throughout 9-11, I believe he also he was uh, the largest tech manager in the world when he managed the tech uh, suite of funds for Maryland. So, Paul, thank you so, so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Oh, I'm always happy to participate. <laughs> so I wanted to get your stories. I mean, obviously, you know, we're in the financial business. You know, we're financial advisors you know, in Buffalo, New York, but nothing like at your level, right? You were working for Merrill, you know, the, one of the largest firms in the in the world. Still, now I guess Bank of America today. But, you know, what was it like? You know, tell us kind of your stories. And everyone's got their unique story, and I, I hadn't had a chance to hear yours. So I wanted to kind of get your insight. Yeah, so uh, it obviously hit close to home for me because I worked for Merrill Lynch Investment Managers, which was headquartered in Princeton, New Jersey, and so that's where I went uh, most days. But occasionally, I would take the train into Manhattan to uh, go to the mothership, the headquarters, and actually, uh, I had been there for a meeting, a quarterly meeting 
to meet with the board of directors of the mutual funds I was managing at the time. And I believe that meeting uh, in the World Trade Center was Thursday before the Tuesday attack. <laughs> so um, I was only in there uh, quarterly, but uh, unfortunately a little bit uh, too close for comfort. And uh, obviously when you live in a commuter town like I did and most people, uh, get up to work and take the uh, New Jersey Transit to New York every day. I lost a lot of uh, friends because uh, we had a lot of uh, such commuters in our town. Wow. And so, yeah, obviously uh, horribly tragic. Wow. Well, from a from a market standpoint, you know, you were you were managing a tech portfolio at the time. Now, tech had already been beaten up prior to going into that, and uh, you know, looking at the the following week. Uh, the Dow was down 14%, S&P down 11.6, but the Nasdaq got hit another 16%. I mean, it was like continuing to pile on the tech tech sector. Yeah, the um, uh, Nasdaq, which had that monster uh, run as the internet bubble inflated uh, since the commercialization of internet technologies in the mid to late 90s, I believe the uh, peak of the Nasdaq was um, – uh, you know, right around there, and the bloom had started to come off the rose. And then it's not only that, it's the fact that uh, after the uh, terrorist attack, you know, the New York Stock Exchange was uh, closed down for several days. And so you worry about uh, when the uh, exchange you know, reopens, if and when, nobody knew when, uh, how much of a beating are we going to take? And when you take that beating, how long are you going to stay down? And so, yeah, uh, particularly anxious time. And just like we saw last year when the economy shut down with COVID, you know, particularly those analog businesses that, uh, you know, require uh, foot traffic, you know, uh, airplanes and transportation being probably the best example. I mean, that was all shut down, you know, entire industries. And you just didn't know when they're going to come back. And um, remember that the uh, airlines had to take uh, massive government subsidies at that time because nobody was going to get back on a plane for, you know, who knows when. And if it wasn't for that, uh, you know, United, Delta, you know, some of the behemoth airlines would have never made it. Wow. Yeah. Forty billion in insurance losses uh, due to September 11th. Forty billion. Uh, unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Um, so, yeah. Oh, sorry. So tell, tell us about how long did it take for New York City to, to start to feel normal again? I mean, I could, I guess you'd say the new normal. I don't know if you ever have a normal again. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would say that, uh, you know, several weeks, you know, uh, of course, with the New York Stock Exchange is down, everybody is um, at that point, you know, quite often not coming to uh, the office because it wasn't really a, a purpose. And a lot of the major players in Manhattan themselves were thinking really hard about, uh, you know, should we move to Jersey, right, across the, uh, the river? And, um, you know, they had set up uh, temporary uh, data centers and telcos um, on the Jersey side, but some people were saying, well, maybe we should never come back to New York. Right. Uh, maybe we should not rebuild the towers and maybe, you know, Goldman and Morgan Stanley and Merrill, we should have uh, headquarters going forward in Hoboken, New Jersey. And mm -hmm. so there was some uh, thought that, um, you know, the industry would, uh, you know, move out and never come back. Yeah, there was well, I bet they're regretting not doing that now. 
I mean, <laughs> considering what's going on in New York I and mean, with the Blasio and and uh, you know the the taxes and and the socialism and all that stuff, I'm surprised that uh, you see a level of fear uh, all throughout the country after that, right? I mean, many folks were saying, "I'm never getting on a plane," you know, or it, it took months for some people to start to slowly uh, move back as they trusted some of the new safety measures that are out there. But I would think in places like New York City, not only are you possibly afraid to get back on, or many possibly afraid to get back on a plane, but then you're wondering. Wow, like what building is next, right? <laughs> Am I in that building? And that's just a, yeah. a scary way to live for a little while, sort of looking over your shoulder. You guys might remember, I believe, because I think it, this was after 9-11, not before, then there was all kinds of worry about uh, receiving anthrax letters in the mail. Yeah. Because uh, anthrax uh, was sent to uh, you know, a number of the news networks. That's right. And, of course, I think, uh, you know, they nip it in the bud. Nobody got hurt. But then, uh, yeah, I do remember on New Jersey Transit, which was our commuter train, you know, occasionally people would be worried that, you know, someone would run down the uh, aisle in the train as it goes between Princeton and Trinidad, New Jersey with, you know, uh, anthrax and, you know, yeah. shoot it on everybody. So, yeah, there well, was we had a, We had largely ignored a lot of the, you know, the, the threats kept building, right? So you had the... The, the uh, excuse me the 93 uh, a, a bombing of the World Trade Center towers then you had the 1998 uh, a bombing of the uh, U.S. Embassy right and then you had the 2000 bombing of the USS Cole and then of course leading in the 2001 and, and perhaps probably one of the largest intelligence failures uh, maybe since this past you know summer with Afghanistan I mean maybe I'm sure larger even uh, you know they just missed a lot. And when you look back and they did the 9-11 commission and we've still, you know, we put a lot of new measures in place. We had new immigration measures. We have the Patriot Act. We have sweeping surveillance. And yet I don't necessarily feel any safer. I got to be honest, personally, I, I don't know that, you know, a lot of what we're doing now. And you look at, you know, the, the this the wide open southern border and you look at the, you know, bringing in thousands of potentially unvetted people from Afghanistan. And you just have to wonder, you know, you had the Pulse nightclub. That was another terrorist attack, you know, and all the, a lot of these, there was 49 people killed, right? Not nearly 3,000, but it, it definitely slowed things down, but it didn't stop things. And I think as a country, you know, we've lost a lot of our civil liberties, you know, giving up. And that's one thing I talked about a couple weeks ago. And one of the big regrets that I had was supporting the new sweeping surveillance measures, you know, the creation of the NSA. And, and it's, it made sense, right? We got to have these you know, agencies communicate with each other because, you know, the FBI wasn't communicating with law enforcement, wasn't communicating with, and a lot of those reasons because legislation was put in place where they weren't allowed to communicate with each other. Now they're all communicating with each other. And unfortunately, I don't know that it's made us any safer, but it certainly made us a lot less free, in my opinion. I think that's a, a, a real tragic uh, 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 you know, outcome of 9-11 on top of, of course, the loss of life and, yeah. and, and the tragedy that, you know, continues to, to plague people with illnesses and things that from first responders and whatnot. So sad all around. Yeah. Well, you could, you could say that, you know, with the creation of the Department of Homeland Security and the TSA, you know, getting through an airport is, you know, now multi-hours instead of half an hour. Yeah. But we haven't had a terrorist attack at the same scale as 9-11. And so I don't know if because of those structures, we've nipped them in the bud. And so we never heard about them because we stopped them. Or did the bad guys just stop trying something of that scale and scope? Mm, but, uh, you know, luckily we haven't seen that. Um, you know, you'd like to see none. 
but we haven't seen something that large, and maybe it is because some of these things. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have. Uh, perhaps. I don't have in- information, so I would think it has something to do with it. Paul, let me ask you about trading up. You've always, you've said that a lot in a lot of our uh, meetings, and and you know when you get these down swings in the market, whether it's COVID or whether it was nine eleven. Um, You know, it's funny because the winners that we had in the 90s and a lot of people got caught in sort of, you know, catching a falling knife, I guess you'd say, like, you know, trying to buy some of these techs that were the high flyers that weren't making any money. And they went from $100 to $2 a share or $5 a share. And they were going to get rich when they went back to 200. But they never went back. Right. We had a market rotation. Yeah. And, you know, after that tech wreck, 9-11, we had that the next sort of hit down. Uh, but, you know, we started to see markets sort of find their bottom at some point and come back. And and talk about just looking backwards. What was that rotation? And, you know, I know, you know, uh, obviously, all the, with all your um, experience, you learn from those types of things. And I know going through COVID, you were a big cheerleader for all of us saying, okay, look, at this is the time not to panic, but it is the time to trade up. We want to get into the new winners. And uh, just maybe let's sort of look back and tell us your experience at, at, uh, throughout 9-11. Yeah, so when anything happens, uh, regardless of how tragic it is, you know, if it's an exogenous you know, external uh, variable, uh, you have to say, okay, this bad stuff happened, and uh, if it's going to have a temporary impact, that's a buying opportunity, right? Uh, or is it going to be structural where, okay, the rules of the game have changed, never to go back? And, of course, the uh, bloom was coming off the rose, as I said, with those uh, Internet stocks. Um, too many of them uh, snuck by their investment bankers. They did initial public offerings, and they didn't really even have businesses. I remember attending a lot of roadshows, which is kind of the dog and pony presentation that a company gives when they're about ready to go public. And uh, now usually you would expect a company to be of some size when it goes from private to public. And uh, a lot of companies were coming through the office on these roadshow presentations, and they uh, did not even have uh, forecasts for many, many years for profitability. <laughs> and now uh, you probably wouldn't be able to take a company uh, public like that. But back then, people were so desperate to get a piece of that dot-com that they just didn't look at valuations or anything that was even remotely going to happen in the next, not just one, two, three, but maybe even longer than that. So, yeah, I think with or without uh, 9-11, uh, that crisis was coming. Um, but yeah, and we even saw it in the last year with, um, uh, COVID, you know, these things also accelerate the uh, push from uh, old school or analog industries to new school digital industries. Mm -hmm. And so there are some beneficiaries, you know, you hate to have a beneficiary from tragedy, but, uh, yeah, I take a look at exogenous variables. That obviously was one, A a pandemic is obviously another, unless we think that, you know, Delta, sticks around forever um yeah uh typically just causes a blip which usually ends up being a buying opportunity yeah perfect no doubt yeah those that stuck around with the old winners you know the cisco's the oracles the microsoft's i mean they took a lot of years 
to finally start to come back. And a lot of those stocks are doing well now. But what they missed was the emergence of companies like Amazon and Netflix and, you know, these the, the yeah. new, you know, Adobe, which, you know, obviously has done phenomenal. So the, the new. I think the leaders, uh, NASDAQ so did not uh, recover its all time high uh, until 2015. Yep. So it was right. a lot of years, early 2000s to 2015, before it regained that, uh, you know, high before it uh, got crushed. Right. Long yeah. time to wait if you were the guy that bought it on that last day and that last uptick. Yeah, yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah, no right. Doubt. And wow. a lot of people did, so. Yep. Well, Paul, thank you so much. Really appreciate you sharing your stories and spending some time with us today. We'll, we'll catch you on CNBC for sure. All right, thanks. And I'll see you this week in San Diego. So thanks <laughs> That's right. for joining us. Bye. All right, take care. I'm going to take a very short break. We'll get to Mike on the other side of the break. We're also going to check in with Todd Aldinger and find out. Uh, we mentioned the lawsuit earlier and just kind of give you an update on, you know, what we're doing to try to preserve the whatever freedoms we have left because once they go away, they don't come back, it seems. And The, the courts are the, they are our only hope, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> our only yeah, hope. Yeah, I mean, the elections, I'm hoping we can change some things, but New York State, of course, that's, uh, that's kind of a lost cause. It's but, a uh, mess. It's a mess. It's our a only mess, hope is sure. the courts, right? Our only hope because so. I believe if Florida never opened – uh, Cuomo, oh. polling cars, they'd still have all the restaurants shut. They'd still oh, yeah. have all the gyms shut, right? Despite the data. Yeah. That's that's the amazing oh, part yeah. of it. Despite their own yeah. data. Mark polling cars is threatening everybody here in Erie County to wear a face diaper at the at the Bills games today. Hey, hey, Mark, did you not hear one of our shows that 76% of people got COVID by hiding at home with a face diaper on? Yeah. What a joke. What a anyway. joke. All right. Well, all we'll right. Take if you want to join break. us, 1-800-616-9236. We'll be right back. You've got the Financial Guys, Glenn Michael, Mike Lomas. We'll be right back here on the Financial Guys Radio Network. You're listening to the Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930, toll free at 800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. All right, welcome back. Financial guys, Glomic and Mike Lomas. Last segment, the first hour goes by so fast. All the show really goes by so fast. If you want to join us, 1-800-616-9236. A special guest coming up in just a second. We'll check on these losses. But before we do, let's sneak in Mike, who's been patiently waiting. Appreciate your uh, your patience, Mike. Uh, you've got a question on investments. Yeah. Uh, I always listen to the program. Actually, I'd probably love it more for the political part of it than anything else. <laughs> Thank you. But you always say we manage money for a living. And uh, I'm 70 now, and I've got a portfolio that's been self-directed, hadn't traded in years because of a brother with cancer for six and a half, and uh, dad was almost 96 when he passed away. He didn't take it good. Uh, if the bottom falls out, and I did listen to everything Paul Meek said, do you guys cover anybody's portfolio with some type of hedging? I have a lot that I want to build another house on, and I don't want to wait four or five years. I could be dead. I could be dead tomorrow. Any of us could. Yeah. What do you do to protect it from a big drop? Not number one, Mike, you diversify. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds really simple, but look at through COVID – um, and I'll use our balanced model as an example. Our balanced model was about 60% stocks, 40% bonds. Uh, you know, bonds didn't do exceptionally well, but they didn't do bad. You know, we had a lot of short-term bonds in the portfolio, and they were there so we could rebalance and actually buy down into the stock market. And as the stock market started to rally its way back up from the bottoms of COVID, 
uh, and the communists let us go back to you know going to restaurants and stuff, uh, we were able to move the other way, and we started to continue to rebalance, but the opposite, right? Now we've got a lot of gains. We bought stuff at Dow 18,000, and we're rebalancing the other way. We do have certain portfolios that uh, will once in a while put a little bit of reverse leverage into the market if it's if it's down, but not often. Most of the time we're doing is we don't believe in timing and and you know you're the the, the bottom, COVID was the worst it could be, right? I mean, look at them. Stock market dropped 47 percent over just a few week period, right? You got to take advantage of those dips, and you do that by not having all your money in the stock market. Right. The other thing that we've done is with some of our stock portfolios, depending on which portfolio, of course, we have a in one case we have a covered call strategy, right? So we're we're hedging the downside by writing covered calls, giving us more income. That's the one portfolio. The other portfolio, which is more aggressive. In some cases, we've actually gone out and purchased long-term S&P puts. So we're buying, again, using options to as kind of portfolio insurance to buy puts against the downside of the market. Now, the downside with that, of course, on the put side especially, is that most of the time those puts expire worthless, right? You're, you're buying insurance like you would on your home, and every year you pay a premium on your home insurance, but you don't use it. Essentially, it's expiring worthless. Oftentimes, the same thing happens with our stock portfolios. So we don't often recommend that only because if you're going to be in the stock portfolio, you're supposed to be a long-term investor, right? So, but those are options. I mean, those are definitely things that, you know, we can do. And depending on the size of your portfolio, oftentimes we can customize an approach that will, will fit best for you. So if you want to interview our team, we'd love to uh, talk to you. Give us a call at the office, uh, Mike, at uh, 833-FINGUYS. Yeah. And, and we've got some homework, Mike. We can walk you through to really try to pinpoint what is your tolerance for risk. So. And if you got money it doesn't have for a house, don't be afraid to segment that money, right? So asset segmentation and just bucketizing things is a real good strategy to say this bucket's for this, this bucket's for that. And you can have different strategies for different buckets. Yeah, this could be the long term. This could be the hedged. Yep. So really that's, that's how we do it. Those portfolios you hedge, like do people have a choice to say, I want that hedging? Yes. Yes. For what I'm planning on doing? <laughs> yes. yes. Mike and I in unison, yes, absolutely. Yep. And that's where the homework comes into play, Mike, right? I mean, whoever you decide to work with, homework is the key. Understanding what your goals and objectives are, what you're trying to accomplish, understanding your risk tolerance, and how does that match up with where you are and what you're trying to do. Exactly. Okay. Well, I just can't. A lot of people don't believe this market can keep going up, even though I learned years ago never – no, don't. It's the Fed. Yeah, it, it it's can. It's the Fed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't fight yeah, the Fed. Yeah, it's the. So it can be the right. Fed. It can be a lot of different things, right? New technology. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of things that that you can come out. I, the subtle adjustments along the way will be the key to your success. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, give us a call during the, during the week, Mike. We'd love to sit down with you, and you can meet some of our managers like Paul, and uh, you can run through different strategies with these guys. Thank you. Perfect. All right, you betcha. Eight three three Fin guys. All right, let's stick with the phones. Let's go to our special guest before we run out of time here. Todd Aldinger is with us, and he's going to tell us kind of what the updates are. Obviously, as school started, they waited to the last second and rolled out a slew of new regulations, including mass mandates, and uh, Todd is here to give us the update on what's going on. Todd has been the busiest guy in the town. Even uh, Mayor Ben, who is a a mayoral candidate for the city of Buffalo, said uh, (laughs) if they shut down again and he's mayor, the first thing he's doing is calling you, Todd. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good plug. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So, so t- uh, I, I know we've been helping you and trying to assist as best we can, along with Robbie De Niro, and trying to fight uh, to get the face diapers removed from the children. So maybe you give us an update on where we are with that. Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, where this fight was anticipated to being was at the local school districts, because throughout the entire summer, the state has been saying, 
you know, the authority is going back to the school districts. The authority is going back to the school districts. And then about 10 days before school started, uh, Kathy Hochul announced that she was going to tell her uh, health department to issue a mandate, and they did. And, you know, I, I don't know where they think they got the statutory authority for this because the statutory authority for the mask last year was part of those executive powers the legislature gave to the former governor, and they took those powers away from him in April. And then he ended the emergency in June. So under what statutory power she thinks that her health department has the ability to mandate these and to take power away from the local school district, I don't know. And that's why I think we brought a very strong lawsuit on behalf of Christian Central Academy, Hmm. um, which was the the first school to sue on this issue. I feel like New York is a lot like the Game of Thrones, right? So whoever takes the throne can just make whatever rules they want, right? So we now have a deposed king in, in, uh, in Como, and the queen has now taken the throne. And so once they hand her the scepter, she can just wield it however she wants. <laughs> it does seem like, though, they're getting away with it. i got to be honest. Yes. I mean, they're getting away with it at the state level, right? Joe Biden is getting away with it at the federal level when it comes to eviction moratoriums and stuff like that, completely ignoring the courts and— that's a pretty scary proposition. I mean, we're, we're seeming like we're going more and more in the, the, the route of the dictator, it seems. So I don't know. I don't think they really care about the authority. I think they just kind of do whatever, do whatever they want. But they're just, you know, the courts are kind, of, are kind of slow. I think that's the frustration here is that when people see something that's done and it's obviously wrong, they want an immediate resolution. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, the legal process doesn't work that way. You know, getting into court in two weeks is super fast um right. month or long or two months is a, is a much more reasonable um way to resolve or reasonable time frame to resolve these issues but i'm going to be in court next tuesday um for a christian central academy arguing against the mask mandate and I, I know that a lot of school districts across the state have seen my lawsuit because i just saw today that on long island a bunch of public schools are suing on the same theory so i think there's going to be a lot of pressure um, to at least make the legislature take a vote. Yeah. You know, let's, let's, right. let's, let's have some democracy in this. Right. Yeah. Just a smidgen. <laughs> just a little Maybe bit. Maybe just a little bit. That, nice to see, by the way, Christian Central Academy step up, yeah. right? Absolutely. I mean, none of the local school districts around here had any of the stones to do that. In fact, I think most of the administrators were just happy that Kathy Yehulkel came up and made the decision so they didn't have to have the stones to stand up. That seems anybody. awfully coordinated to me, though. Yeah. That, that's, that smells fishy. That, that oh, seems as sure. if it was uh, like a, a play fake, right? You yeah. fake the handoff and then throw the pass kind <laughs> yeah. of deal. So. Yeah. Anyway. Tell us. Now, you've been, Todd, oh. you've been fighting on. Oh, sorry. I didn't you know, mean to cut you off. Well, I just want to. We're, all, we're, just, we're up to the top of the hour here, I think. So let's. Uh, can, oh, yeah. we, can, can we hold you over, Todd, to the next segment? Yeah. We got a little bit late. Yeah, grab, grab a cup of coffee. We got about a five, six minute break here. But if you would hold with us, that'd be great, sir. All right. I appreciate it. All right. Financial guys, uh, if you need us throughout the week, 833 guys. whole nother hour to go. We'll come back with Todd Aldridge on the other side of the break. We'll pick up where we left off. Do not turn the dial. You've got the Financial Guys and the Financial Guys Radio Network. come from some weak jellyback spineless people none of us and it doesn't matter what color you are what nation your folks hail from how much money you got we all share the same name we are americans and at bunker hill there was americans and at fredericksburg and getting
Alrighty, welcome back. Not sure what happened there. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> Mike uh, almost called Wiggle Financial, guys. The that intro, was... the, the the fantastic intro. I don't understand what the problem is. I don't know. Is that on our end, Frank? You want to try that again, Frank? It's got to be my stuck. computer. Nah. All right. Can we try to play the rest of that or not? Because it was a fantastic speech. That was a speech, Lieutenant Governor from Carolina. Yeah. Incredible speech, by the way. Well, no, we, no dice? Yeah, we may have to try it after the, uh, the next break uh, here, so stick with us. Just that's so a, that's frustrating. A, we'll make it a tease, I guess. All right. Anyway, all right. Got the financial guys. Let me go, Mike Lomas. Let's go right back to the phones. And a, uh, a 9-11, so it's a, trying to be a tribute show, but unfortunately none of the technology seems to be working today. So it's uh, <laughs> tough to uh, to get some of the, the clips out and things like that we want to do. But nevertheless, we will stick with the phones because we have a lot of people on the line. If you want to join us, uh, 1-800-616-9236. Let's pick it up right where we left off with Todd Aldinger. I want to ask him a different question, but I want him to wrap up his thoughts on the school and kind of what they're doing here when it comes to you know, the, the, uh, the authority that they think that they have. Yeah. So Todd, thank you for patiently waiting. I T appreciate it. Todd, do you think they do some of this on purpose? Like, okay, we know we're going to lose this, but let's try to scare a bunch of people into getting vaccinated before we do lose it. I, I don't know what their motivation is, but you know, I, I think that it's all of it comes down to the fact that the legislature is more than happy not to vote on something like this and, you know, let the governor do it. And then if it's popular, Say that you supported it, and if it turns out to be unpopular, you know, say, well, that was the governor, not me. <laughs> and it takes away the, you know, the democratic legitimacy of the Senate and the Assembly if you don't know where they stand on these critical policy issues, and the voters don't know where they stand when they show up to vote next year in November. Um, were you a legislator that supported this mandate or not? And that is what New Yorkers are being deprived of. When we have executive action without any legislative statutory authority. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's crazy. Let me ask you this, though. When it comes to, like, it seems as if, I was just, just shift gears to a federal level, right? I'll go back to the, the eviction moratorium. I feel as if they know it's not constitutional. They know they don't have the authority. And yet they're almost playing this game as if, like, I dare you to try to stop me. I mean... In, in the case of the, the, the eviction moratorium, they just simply ignored it and kept right on going with the moratorium. I don't understand how they can even do that. But how do you stop that if they're going to ignore literally uh, you know, the, uh, the, the Supreme Court in that particular case? I mean, the only thing you can do is you know, sue again. And I think that the, a lot of people are suing on that eviction moratorium. I, I don't think – I think it, it's not going to stand. Um, you know, and these things that – you know. Governor Hochul's doing, I think, you know, we have to resort to the courts again. And, you know, I, the way this case is set up, I think it's just so clear that there's no authority for this. And you could think this is the wisest policy. But if in that case, the legislators should just vote on it and approve it. And it's very simple, um, the lawsuit I'm bringing, just because of the complete lack of legislative authority. And I hope the court sees it that way and, you know, forces the legislature to, you know, do their job for the first time this whole pandemic started. Yeah, I think many of us are praying. It's absolutely disgusting that these children are sitting in classrooms that are, uh, many of them without air conditioning, you know, breathing in their own, you know, uh, oxygen and, you know, that, those things that we, that they're just disgusting. I mean, you know, there's the, no proof that these kids are going to die of COVID. Absolutely a lot of proof that they're not going to die of COVID. 
Um, you know, 0% chance of them dying from COVID. We can't measure it, but yeah, we're going to strap face diapers on them and make them, you know, breathe in it all day. Uh, many frontline COVID doctors are, uh, and nurses are scared, Todd. Yeah. And I know they've been reaching out to you as well. And, you know, where does that stand? I mean, many of these folks being forced now, we forced these people, we called them heroes. We, uh, we said they we we could, call them demons. We couldn't yeah. believe how strong they were. And then many of them do not want to get vaccinated now, and we're taking away their livelihoods. We're saying if you don't do it, you're, you're going to get fired. Yeah, I think the theory of that case is going to be very similar to theory of the case I sued on behalf of the school. It's, there's no legislative authority for this. You know, the governor and the health commissioner can't make huge policy changes like this without having that power first delegated to them by the legislature. The legislature has not delegated any vaccine requirement for nurses or doctors. They haven't, and they haven't delegated any masking requirement for children. And once they do, you know, then there's a different fight to be had. But at this point, without any legislative authority for either of these actions, I don't see any basis in law for the health commissioner or the governor to impose this um, without first going to the legislature and asking for the authority to do so. Todd, many folks are looking for you. Is there a number that many folks want to get involved? I guess the first question would be how, do, you know, if there's other nurses out there, frontline doctors that, that want to sort of support your efforts, where, where do they turn? Well, you know, there's a, there's a GoFundMe, and I think that you guys promoted that on your um, website. Um, the organizers of the GoFundMe have retained me. I am going to be suing. They're my client, and I'm going to be suing on their behalf. We're going to have about eight to ten other um, healthcare workers from around the region in different facilities, different uh, positions, different jobs uh, that are going to be on that. And we're going to be suing on behalf of them and on behalf of all people similarly situated. I think this is the more manageable way to bring a lawsuit than to have a thousand plaintiffs listed. <laughs> so if anyone wants to contribute to the GoFundMe, you know, that would be one way that they could help the, uh, the lawsuit. Um, otherwise, you know, we kind of I got this pretty much set up. I got the plaintiffs that I need, and we have, uh, I think, really strong legal argument that the court's going to have a very difficult time ignoring. Well, Todd, uh, God bless you, my friend, for uh, continuing to fight and support us. I mean, uh, I, I can't think of a better guy in our corner, and that's uh, I'm, I'm, I feel very fortunate to know you and work with you. So uh, I thank you Appreciate for everything you, you're doing. Keep up the good fight, my friend. I will. Have a good one. All right, thanks, All right, Todd. That's Todd Aldinger. And uh, if you need him, you can always call our office as well, folks. Anybody here on the radio show, if you don't get a chance to write it down, maybe you're driving or listening online, just give us a call at the office Monday through Friday, 833-FIN-GUYS, or shoot us an email through our website, thefinancialguys.com, and we are happy to get that contact information to you. All right, let's stick with the phones. Try to sneak as many in before the break as possible here. Let's go to Dave in Virginia if we can. Dave, how are you? How's it going, guys? Good. Good. How you doing? Love your show. Um, mine's a bit of a local story about 11 September 01. At uh, 07.45, I dropped my mom off at uh, what was Kodak office at the time for uh, an elderly driving safety course. And at uh, 08.45, I was called because she was being disruptive, and I had to go pick her up. And so uh, I was not privy to what was actually going on at uh, the, the Capitol in New York and Pennsylvania. 
because that was the onset of her uh, dementia, mm. and she eventually passed on from that. Uh, so my uh, thought was with the uh, dementiated uh, renter of the White House, um, the uh, uh, Secretary of State and the Press Secretary, why don't we just call them Winkin, Blinken, and Nad? Yeah, we definitely could. What's, <laughs> what amazes me, Dave, is that, I mean, we haven't talked about this really this week at all, but the State Department was literally blocking flights from leaving. They were refusing to grant the permission needed for those flights to be able to leave Afghanistan. So the thought earlier in the week was, well, the Taliban are holding these planes hostage or holding these people hostage. And then, of course, mainstream media ran interference. No, 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 no. They're not holding the people no. hostage. They're just not letting the planes leave. Big difference. <laughs> I'm like, oh, jeez. Seriously? Yeah. But then you find out it wasn't them holding the planes up. It was the fact that the State Department wouldn't grant approval for these planes to land anywhere. And those memos and emails came out in the last seven days. It's shocking. That's why I say Thursday and the comments from Biden on this max mandate is just a perfectly timed distraction for all of this information coming out, yep. right? And it certainly worked. Sure. Friday, it, it took that right out of the headlines, right? Yep. And, it, and the mainstream media just runs with it. Look Absolutely. at how brave he is. Look at yes. the fight, continuing to fight for, to be on the front line against the war against yep. the war on COVID, right? All of, forget yep. about Afghanistan. Meanwhile, we still have some of our uh, Americans yeah. over there. That's right. It's a disaster. Yep. I tell you what else it took out of the headline was the information that broke this week. Uh, about the NIH absolutely knowing that funding was going to Wuhan. I mean, Fauci should be brought up on charges, and Rand Paul is pushing for that. There's dozens and dozens of pages of documents that were uh, released this week from a Freedom of Information request that is absolutely the biggest smoking gun you could ever expect. And, of course, they got to get that out of the headline. They knew, look, we banned this type of research in this country for a reason. It was unethical. It was unsafe. Right. And what the what the little, you know, Hitler, Dr. Fauci did was he took it uh, and he found a way to bypass the rules. Even Obama said, don't do this in this country. Don't do this anymore. And they and they stopped the gain of function research in this country. Even Obama wasn't this thick in the head. Should be in jail. On a power trip. We're going to do it anyways. And he Mm, did. And he's the deep state. He's the perfect example of the unelected bureaucrat doing whatever they want, even if it's against the law. Yep. Are we going to hold him accountable? The, the muddiest, dirtiest part of the swamp. Nah, he'll never get dirtiest held accountable. Part he, of the swamp, he will right? be there, by the way, for the next— He should, he, I, he, he should be Trump in jail for at least five years. Why, why he was there under Trump. Trump why, should have prosecuted him. Why he was there blows my mind. I, we said it from day one. There's 300 frontline COVID doctors out front telling you there's a cure for this, and yep. this is not going to be as bad as people thought, and telling you the right information right. about what it was, and yet he still had Fauci up there next to him. Should and we're have been, still not giving treatment yeah. to people. No. That's a whole other story. Yeah. But, but the fact of the matter is, is that information came out this week is absolutely damning the Dr. Fauci. And so the desperation by the administration to take that, and of course in Afghanistan, the disaster in Afghanistan, out of the headlines, you know, and there's where your Thursday speech comes in for now. I'm going to mandate masks for businesses with 100 employees or over, which he knows he has no authority. Yeah. But again, well, it, they'll do it. it. Changes Here, the headline. Here's right? the problem: is many of those big companies 
are Democrat it. donors, right? Yeah, right? They don't care. It's not right. them getting there. Trust me, the CEO is not going to go out and put his kids through that. It'll be all the yeah. employees, the minions under them who say, you, or you're going to do this. Joey wants you to do this. By the time the court case goes through, another 20 or 30 million will have thrown in the towel, right? Yep. All, yeah, all for that. not because apparently if you're vaccinated, you still need to wear a face diaper. You still can be contagious. You still can give it to other people. Apparently it's, you know, not doing what it's what it was told us it was going to do. So exactly. Yeah. So anyway. All yep. right, Dave, thank you so Thanks much for the call. call. We got to take a very short break. We'll get back on the other side. We're going to check in with Brian Faraci and uh, Medicare team. Medicare season is upon us. So don't miss the upcoming interview. And then we'll get back to the phones uh, as well. 1-800-616-9236. And of course, again, if you need us throughout the week, 833 833- Fin guys, we'll be right back. You've got the financial guys here on the financial guys radio network on a special 9 11. Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? Were you in the yard with your wife and children? We're working on You're listening to the Financial Guys. This is the show where money meets politics. I'm your host today, Glenn Wiggle, here with Mike Lomas. It's time to talk money. Do you know what he's done? The gap between the rich and the poor is going down. We've got 3.6% unemployment rates. Do you know what this man is doing? The media will come out as the lapdogs, you know, kissing the butt of the Democrat Party. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. All right, welcome back. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Mike Lomas. And again, uh, if you need to start the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. We do manage money for a living. We have a, uh, a fantastic team of investment professionals that focus on a lot of different things, not only wealth management, retirement planning, and income planning, but also on the, uh, on the health insurance side with both group health, individual health, and, of course, Medicare. And, of course, we have Brian Faraci on the line to talk a bit about Medicare. We are coming up on enrollment season and it's amazing brian how the government works and so they tell you guys you know i mean who's a uh, a hip certified agent what the new plans are going to be on september 1st but you're not allowed to tell anybody right it's a big secret even us so we don't even know uh, but <laughs> so not till you can't tell anybody else in the public till it's such an important decision but you can't share any information till october 1st but you can't still sign anybody up till october 15th and then you got a whopping like what 54 days to get it all done and uh, one of the most important decisions when it comes to your health care if you're over 65. So <laughs> leave it to the government to create a system like that, right? Would you guys expect anything less from the government? <laughs> no, no. No, I guess not. No, I think they'll just continue to make it even more complicated and more complex. And and that's yep. uh, that's where you come into play, right? Somebody's got to be that certified expert that can help people navigate through it. Yeah, we've, we've received our plan previews. Um, nothing will be effective or in uh, place until October 1st. But as you said... Um, we can't actually change anything until October 15th, and then they give us only until December 7th to make those switches. So um, not a lot of time. It's not ideal for people, especially through the holidays. We have um, Thanksgiving. You know, obviously people are going away. So, um, again, it's not an ideal time or time frame to get things done. But at the financial guys, we make it work for everyone. Brian, the season's coming up, and I you know, would encourage people to get on your calendar really early, right? You, Brian Janak, the whole team. You fill up pretty quick, and uh, it's important to have somebody review it, your plan, to make sure you're in the right spot. And, the, you know, these plans change every year, doctors change, all that stuff, right? We've got to make sure you're on top of it. And uh, and now, you know, take advantage of, of that season early. Don't wait until the last minute. 
Yeah, I say it a lot is, you know, people think, you know, it, it worked for me this year, it's going to work for me next year as well. But um, what you don't realize is, you know, the drug formulary changes, um, even the preferred pharmacies can change, which would change the cost of your prescriptions a little bit. And then most importantly, what happened with your health over the past 12 years? Are you going to need additional appointments or, you know, additional services? And how is that going to reflect on your on your plan that you've been with for three or four years? Um, you know, there might be new things <clears throat> coming out. There might be, you know, extra benefits added by other companies. And that's, you know, something we want to take a look at. So, Brian, there's some people that just didn't enroll the right way, right? Something happens. They can't change plans throughout the year. Is that right? Yeah, so there's a couple additional programs like the New York State Pharmaceutical Program, EPIC. You know, if we can use that to our advantage to save you on prescription costs and get you in the proper plan if you're currently, you know, your plan is not working for you the way you expected it to. Yeah, and then sometimes people, here's where I've seen that as a financial planner. Boy, I never thought something would change, but I just found out I have dot, 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 you know, cancer. I have this, oh boy, they're not covering this, but another company would. If you signed up the right way, oftentimes you can move over to that new plan. And uh, if you didn't, you can't. And so it's so important to sit down with an AHIP certified expert. doesn't cost anything. It's a complimentary consultation. And they can just, you know, you and your team can make sure the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed, right? Yeah, wh whether you contact us once a year or once a week, our services are fully complimentary. We are paid by the insurance carriers. And if you have updates throughout the year, we want to know about those. We want to know if you've got a new prescription to let you know what the cost is going to be, um, especially for individuals that are approaching the donut hole halfway through the year. Um, they go to pick up their prescription and it's $40. And then, you know, the next month they go to pick it up and it's $300 because they enter the donut hole. And with as confusing as it is, you know, the Medicare beneficiaries don't understand why the cost change. Yeah. And it could have been something as simple as signing up for Epic, which could have avoided the donut hole and started picking up those costs for you. Yeah. Only something like the government created, like a donut hole, that sounds great, but it's not. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? Anything associated with a donut should always be Come good. on. Right? <laughs> Brian, one last thing, and then we'll let you go. I know people think, you know, changing doctors, changing health care or health you know, situation, but sometimes it's change of lifestyle, right? I mean, if you bought a home in Florida and now you're planning on being a snowbird, you know, that might change the plan that you need to be on as well, right? Yeah, there, we take everything in, into consideration. And, you know, for the snowbirds or people that are fleeing New York, um, I am licensed in the state of Florida, and I'm very well versed with all their plans. So, if, you know, for your snowbirds that need additional help or additional coverage going back and forth, or as simple as just, you know, visiting your kids for a month out of state. You know, we can make sure you're in the right coverage so you have nothing to worry about while you're traveling. That's funny. All right, Bryce, thanks for you. Everybody says the same thing, fleeing New York. It's not like we're leaving, we're just fleeing. New York, yeah. Yeah. All right, buddy, 833-FIN-GUYS <laughs> if you need uh, Brian's team or if you're in Rochester, Batavia. And, Brian, uh, you're helping Esther Goulias out as well, right? So we've got AHIP certified experts in Esther Goulias or EG Tax out in uh, Colvin Boulevard. Is that where you're normally stationed, right? Every Tuesday and Wednesday, I'll be there from now till the end of the year. So yes. come stop by and see me there. And if that's more convenient for you to book the appointment there rather than coming out to our office in Williamsville, depending on where you're located. Yep, 833-FIN-GUYS if you're out by Rochester, about, uh, Rochester Batavia, uh, down in South Florida. But, of course, uh, Astragulia, 632-7886 if that's more convenient for you, 632-7886. Perfect. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Have Brian. a great weekend, buddy. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right, if you want to join us here, 1-800-227-8886.
616-9236. Let's see if we can, can we sneak in, uh, Kevin, you think? Yeah, and then on let's the other side of the break, let's play some videos. So let's okay, uh, get into good. some of those videos. Kevin, how are you? Hey, guys, how are you doing, man? Good. Hey, good, man. Yeah, I don't know if you got a chance to catch that the debacle of that debate with the mayor's debate for the Buffalo, you know? No. I did not, and we should have. I'm sure it would have supplied us with a few years' worth of material for the radio show. Yeah. You know, and put in the, the call signs for the station that carried it, and you'll be able to see it. But I'll tell you something, gentlemen. First, it, it would, it would, I think it would remind me of that commercial where they used to go Bud and Bud Light. It would be socialist or socialist light, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, gentlemen, first of most, you know the region I came from, so this is not an endorsement of Democrat socialist in your wall run but i tell you something if byron brown gets on the ballot then this definitely is a uh tra- you know traversity of of us knowing the fact that there isn't really free and fair management of our elections here in the united states yeah well, he's on the ballot isn't he i thought he was i thought he won that court case and they put him on the ballot now but I, did i miss something no what happened is still reaching the appeal level because look sinatra oh. as we know you, you know the story behind him and his brother but more so to sinatra is you know, convicted felon Chris Collins's handpicked recommendation. He's there. And then Wokasik, he's connected with Niagara County and, you know, the whole cabal out here in Niagara County, you know, his brother, you know, with his brother and stuff, right? Uh, so the, the guy in the high court who also passed it. But listen, you know, rules were made, okay? But if Byron Brown gets on, it, and he could win this, even he will. If he's on the ballot, he wins. Hey, you know what, Kevin, do me a favor. I got, I'm sorry, we're up against a breaking end. Can I put you on hold and we'll grab you on the other side? Sure. All right, hang on one second. 1 800 616. want to join us? We'll be right back. You've got the Financial Guys, Glenn Wiggle, Michael Lomas, right here on the Financial Guys Radio Network. You're listening to the Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930, toll-free at 800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. All right, welcome back. You're going to get the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle, Michael Lomas. Again, if news throughout the week, folks, 833-FIN-GUYS. And if you want to join us here on the air, again, 1-800-616-9236. Let's go right back to the phones and get back to uh, Kevin in Pendleton. Kevin, sorry to cut you short. I've done that twice today. No, no. Like uh, things are a bit off today. So, so uh, as I said, gentlemen, you see, in the uh, you know the, the, the judge Sinatra, right, and his brother. I mean, they both play both sides. You know, or the you know the political game out here, right? And then the high court judge, who still okay this, right? You know, is yep. Wakasik, Paul Wakasik. You know, Henry's brother from over here in Niagara County. Guys, before I leave, let me tell you something. In the pre-Castro years, Cuba's president Batista practice the form of governance that the Democrats in Erie County and the, some of the Republicans here in Niagara County practice. It's called political cronyism. And it's no wonder why this current generation of kids look at socialism and in and, 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 and India Walton as, and, and even some of them look at communism as the answer to America's problems. Because well, they see, you know, between the Democrats and Republicans, this, is, you know, one should be held at a higher standard and they're not. Right. That's yep. where we are right now. Yep. Well, I think what happens, Kevin, I think what happens is, I mean, we, we tell kids, we educate kids and we tell kids that you can't get ahead because of somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it's because of this you know, race or this person or your religion or the whole host of things mm-hmm. the that rich. they point the finger to. The, the 1%. Rich, right? You're being held down by somebody else and you need the government 
to make things mm-hmm. fair for you, yeah. right? Yeah. You need the government to level the playing field. Well, I got news for you, folks. The government never levels the playing field, ever, no. right? It's good. Talk about the thumb on the scale. My yeah. gosh, it's, uh, you, yeah. know, the, the, you know, we, we have gotten so far away from Ronald Reagan and, you know, the, the scariest words in the English dictionary, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. I mean, <laughs> the government is not the problem or, or the government's solutions are not the answer. Government's the problem. That's not the saying, but I'll, it'll come to me, right? But what uh, it was government doesn't have the answer. Or the, let's see, government doesn't have the answers to your problems. Oh, government okay. is the problem, and that's the honest-to-God truth, right? No doubt. In so many ways. Yeah, and the two right-hand candidates during that debate sounded a lot more sane than what Byron and what Walter was offering. You know, the Democrat, right, not like a typical Democrat, and the black guy, the Republican, I'm still wondering why the, 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 Buffalo, um, the Buffalo Republican Committee banished that guy and threw him out, but that's a different story. But those two guys... Some more conservative than some current conservatives we have in office at all levels. Anyway, guys, have a great day. Yeah. All right, thanks, Kevin. We well, appreciate. There's, there's we need hope, the rent is too damn high, guy. Who was that guy? What was his name? Oh yeah, the rent is too damn high. Uh, McMurray, not McMurray. McMillan. Um, McMillan. McMillan. McMill- yeah. Jimmy McMillan. That's Jimmy, who we need. Jimmy. Jimmy McMillan for mayor of Buffalo. That's, that's right. My vote. The rent is Jimmy too damn McMillan. high. He was right. Rent was too damn high. Uh-huh. Well, it's a lot lower now in New York City, unfortunately. Yeah, in the good neighborhoods, it'll be higher, though. Out. Watch and see. The ones, you know, where, the ones where the cops are actually still there, the, those rents yeah. will get high. Watch. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not amazing. Mm-hmm. What's amazing is, is you know, whoever's left in New York City is, is on, you know, again, you're right, though. There are certain enclaves of New York that are the the nicest, cheeky parts, right, Well, everybody else just suffers. But oh, sure. Yeah, amazing. that's what socialism yeah. does. The gap between the ra- yeah. rich and the poor gets wider and yeah. wider, right? The, the gap between time. the upper middle class and the lower middle class. Watch and see it spread. Been, we've been doing this social experiment, and this, uh, social experiment in California for years. So we know how the result is. The and fact in, that we're locking 50% of the African-American community out of restaurants for failure to have a vaccine passport and nobody is batting an eye. I mean, yep. you are you have essentially are trying to lock out half of the African American community it, to restaurants, bars, gyms, entertainment facilities. Now, you a, want to talk about Jim Crow laws, right? That's the Democrat was by party. the Democrats, by the way, too, right? They did yeah. that too. And they voted. But they voted. Nobody for bats an eye. Nobody even bats an eye. Nobody no. says a word. No. Nope. No problem whatsoever. Nope. So, nope. Anyway. Buffalo schools, by the way, expected to keep masks until the virus is totally gone. That's forever. That's what they announced this week. Yeah, forever. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I heard that. Yeah, so, uh, well, masks, masks until this thing is completely gone, yeah. right? Grab an aerosol like, can, the flu by the way. Is gone. Yeah, gra- grab yeah. some of these cleaners. In the back of it, it says COVID. Stops COVID. Right. Uh, COVID's been here a while. It's never right. going away. It's been here a while. It's never right. going away, right? <clears throat> if Fauci yep. and his friends continue to play with stuff, it may get worse and worse, right? right? So, right. What, what's the next thing, right? What's yeah. the next thing to come out of a bioweapons lab in China? Thank you, courtesy U.S. taxpayer, yep. and, and Mark you know, through Dr. Fauci. He will be here. His friends will be here. Fauci will be 100. He'll still be getting grants and playing. He with, needs to go to jail. i got to tell you. Never the Justice happen. Department, which is completely corrupt, we already know this, but you, you'll know for sure if the Justice Department fails to prosecute Fauci for lying to Congress, he has been 100% hands-down caught red-handed lying to Congress. Never right? happened. Never 100%. happened. Never no, happened. Right. He's not going probably anywhere. Right. Yep. Let's play right. some hey, of those videos. Let's yeah, I'll play a video. Before we do, i got to plug something we promised for a client of ours. This is um, what I thought was Wingfest. Now it looks like it's been rebranded as the Taste of the South Town. So this is going to be in Springville. Well, I think Chicken's got offended by it, I think. so. 
Well, we so we had uh, we had milt on a while back, and we were plugging this, and I think they had it called Wingfest. And of course, silly me, I'm a hunter, right? So I see ducks and geese and Wingfest. I'm thinking we're eating these things, right? <laughs> yeah. But now they've rebranded this as the Taste of Springville, and I got our Taste of the South Towns. And I got to be honest, I'm still looking at ducks and geese, and all I can think of is mm, delicious. <laughs> food. No, but in all seriousness, they will have 35 other food items there to eat, not the ducks and the geese and mm. the swans, which are endangered. But ribs and chicken wings and beef on whack and all yeah. kinds of good stuff. The other raffles, foods were offended, so we had to include right. everybody now. Yeah. So the uh, this can't is just a have wa- a chicken wing fest anymore. Yeah, That's very <laughs> yeah, offensive. No, to, no, no. no. To but beef. this is a benefit for uh, Gooseneck Hill, which is a waterfowl sanctuary down in the South Towns. And of course, as a huge waterfowl hunter and uh, waterfowl fan, definitely something we want to support. So if you are down and around on September nineteenth, that's next Sunday, twelve to four. This will be at the uh, St. Elo- uh, uh, Aloysius uh, Hall? Close enough. Franklin Street. Close enough. <laughs> 190 yeah. Franklin Street. Put it in your GPS. <laughs> 190 Franklin Street in Springville. So 12 to 4 next uh, Sunday, September 11th. So that's the now rebranded as the Taste of the South Towns. And no, you will not be eating the endangered ducks and geese. Mm. But you'll be able to see them. So that's a good time. So anyway, all right, so, uh, clips. Let me go back to clips. Hang on one second here. Uh, it's got to find the right thing. Well, this this is the wrong clip, but this is a hilarious clip. This is not a 9-11 clip, but i got to play this anyways. This is where we're at now in the White House, right? They just don't even care. They don't even care. This Never is did. Peter Ducey, again, Never did. a great question. Never this did. Biden's almost whole, humorous. Think about this. His campaign run, he hid in a basement. They yeah. didn't care. No, they didn't care. They didn't care. This ah. is classic, though. Listen closely here. This is good. Requirement for people at a business with more than 100 people, and it's not a requirement for migrants at the southern border. <laughs> That's correct. That's Go correct. Ahead. Yeah, we correct. don't care. And he moves on. That's yeah, what, about, what about the millions humorous. who are still That's collecting correct. welfare to sit at home because they refuse to go to work right. and, and uh, train themselves to do something? What about them? Right. What about the Correct. what about well, why is COVID, by the way, not breaking out in all these homeless camps? Why is right. it not a huge problem? They're all together. They don't right. have the media to, to to tell them how to live their life, right? Many yeah. of them, they're not wearing face diapers, but yet there's just doesn't seem to be this huge COVID outbreak, right? Unreal. Unreal. Is you can't make it up. You Who can't knows? make it up. No, no you they, they don't care. When the they migrant colonies, Texas. the text, the, the, uh, the, the, you're right, the, the homeless encampments. The, yeah. Well, the thing is, there wasn't any sort of, there wasn't a problem in Obama's they, birthday. Well, not, a, not a Lollapalooza. Oh, that no. went swimmingly. That See, was fine. The, the thing right? is, I think but I Sturgis, bad. Oh, Sturgis was yeah, awful. Bad. Yeah, all those Trump supporters Real were going to give it to everybody. See, the thing is, they already have the homeless vote. Those were the votes that showed up at 4 o'clock in the morning and put right. Biden over the top, right? So they already have those votes. They don't need to scare anybody in that community. Right. It's just amazing. So let me play this clip, Mike. This was actually the President Bush's speech. I mean, I, and I look, I wasn't the biggest fan of President Bush. There's a lot of things with with uh, with Bush number two that I, I certainly did not like at all. The prescription drug program, as I mentioned, in hindsight, the Patriot Act. But I got to tell you, you know, if something like 9-11, God forbid, happened today, I would not have confidence. I can't see President Biden or the fake president. What do you want to call him? actually giving a calming, here's what we're going to do, folks, speech. And I think that's one thing that Bush did a great job of. He was very, he had a high level of empathy, and he wasn't the best communicator in the world when it came, especially off the cuff. But I think he gave a a, a very short four-minute speech. I'm not going to play the whole speech, but he did a wonderful job, I thought, in, in really laying things out and just expressing the the heartfelt, you know, pain that America was feeling. Good evening. Today, our fellow citizens 
our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. The victims were in airplanes or in their offices, secretaries, businessmen and women, military and federal workers, moms and dads, friends and neighbors. Thousands of lives were suddenly ended by evil, despicable acts of terror. The pictures of airplanes flying into buildings, fires burning, huge, huge structures collapsing, have filled us with disbelief, terrible sadness, and a quiet, unyielding anger. These acts of mass murder were intended to frighten our nation into chaos and retreat, but they have failed. Our country is strong. A great people has been moved to defend a great nation. Terrorist attacks can shake the foundations of our biggest buildings, but they cannot touch the foundation of America. These acts shatter steel, but they cannot dent the steel of American resolve. America was targeted for attack because we're the brightest beacon for freedom and opportunity in the world, and no one will keep that light from shining. Today our nation saw evil, the very worst of human nature, and we responded with the best of America, with the daring of our rescue workers, with the caring of, for strangers and neighbors who came to give blood and help in any way they could. You know, I'll stop it there. Yeah. I remember that, you know, it wasn't Democrat-Republican back then, right? I mean, no. of course it was, certainly. But that was a time Not that like day. no other in my lifetime where America truly came together as one. Uh, and th- think it's just about sad that, speech, that we've lost Glenn, that. And we're so he, far from that now. He, he, he looked into the camera and told the terrorists, you will fail. We right. will move forward. We will defend our property. We do not back down. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, contrast that with the flu now, where we have a 0% chance of our children dying, and the president saying, you need to lock yourself in a house and put three face diapers on because uh, right. you need to be scared of stuff. We don't back down to anything. Contrast that with the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Oh, what a That mess. was a complete and total disaster, yeah. right? Leaving our, our Americans behind, which is sadly seems to be the Biden doctrine, right? They did it in Benghazi. They did it in Afghanistan. And for all those that say out there, I know you know everyone that listens to this show are on the same page as we are. But you've heard it from your your some of the your your you know family members that maybe lean left, right? Well, this was Trump's plan, mm. right? Very simple to defeat. Number mm. one, Biden undid every Trump plan there was. Why right. would he follow this one, right? Right, right. He in fact he didn't follow Trump's plan in this case. In fact, he dismantled some of the planning. Right? There was a rapid response team. That was there in place until June of this year. The Biden administration dismantled that. The State Department dismantled that, right? You know, they say, well, Trump was bound by the contract. No, he wasn't. In fact, it was very clear what he signed with the Taliban, that if you didn't follow the toe the line, there was all these things that would make this null and void. In fact, President Trump launched a, 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 a bombing just days after actually signing that agreement mm-hmm. and because they violated the agreement. So yeah. I'm not going to put up with this they, stuff. They right? would have been so petrified. So that's an excuse. The Taliban, was, the Taliban was, they were petrified of Trump. They would have never, ever, right. ever done this, Taliban. They knew exactly right. what they were up against which was Joe Biden, weak Joe Biden, who's going to continue to cower to them and negotiate, just like his buddy Obama did. This would have never happened under Trump. Never, never, never. He would have come right back and said, you move back into those caves 
America's yeah. finest is going to surround you. Well, first of with, all, he would have never abandoned the airbase. No, right? I mean he would right. not. He would never uh, have made a horrendous a mistake. Wouldn't do that. A nine-year-old right? wouldn't right? do exactly. that. I mean, seriously, you, you almost have to say this had to be done intentionally. There is almost. no way they could be that stupid. No it's way. Hard, it's hard to be that 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 uh, dysfunctional. Right. Really, is. really so, anyway. truly. All right, we got one more segment coming up and one more special guest. So stay tuned, folks. If you want to join us, 1-800-616-9236. And, of course, if you need us throughout the week, feel free to use us as a resource. If you think like us, we're happy to help you. You can give us a call at the office, 833-FIN-GUYS, or, of course, again, go to our website at thefinancialguys.com. All right, very short break. we got the last segment coming up. You've got The Financial Guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas. We'll be right back here on The Financial Guys Radio I hear people say we don't need this war, but I say there's something. You're listening to The Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930, toll free at 800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. Now. Here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All right, welcome back, Financial Guys. And as the commercial said, don't miss EG Tax and the tax uh, show coming up next from 3 to 4. Always amazing information that you get from Esther and her entire team. Tiffany Chris, the entire team at EG Tax, does a phenomenal job. And if, if you're somebody who has done their taxes on their own, I'm laughing because what are you thinking? Yeah. I mean, seriously, for the, for the amount of money that Esther charges to get a tax return done and the amount of deductions that she finds clients, it's usually a payback of like three to one. So save yourself the hassle, the time, and the extra expense to the IRS. They, they love it. When you do your own return, believe you me, yeah, for <laughs> the, sure. not Esther, the IRS does. The IRS loves it when you do it yourself. Well, so the good thing that kills me is a lot of people buy the software that's not, it's, yeah. it's expensive, right. you know, in and of itself. So It's just as expensive as having somebody else do it for you. And I got to tell you, they're like all of them, Esther, the whole team, they're like human computers. They know every single deduction and the way to save you money and keep as much money in your pocket and away from the IRS. So yep. don't miss their show coming up right after this uh, 3 o'clock right here. Yeah, for those of uh, you in Rochester, by the way, you can uh, listen online as well. So um, Absolutely. Yep. All right, let's sneak in Milt. We got Milt now. He's going to plug. Uh, Madonna uh, up next, by the way. Okay, Madonna, after uh, after Milt, you'll be uh, you'll be right up. Hi, Milt. How you doing, buddy? Milt. Milt? Oh, wait. There we, we go. lose Milt? No, nope, I got him. How are you, Milt? Yeah, good, good. Hey, so is this the same thing as the uh, the Wing Fest, or is this a different uh, a different event? This is a Taste of the South Towns. Taste of the South Towns. Same same beneficiary though, right? Uh, Gooseneck Hill Waterfowl Sanctuary. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been hit with a lot of damage back in 2009. We had totally wiped out, and, and uh, mm-hmm. oh, about five years ago, and we even had a tornado come through our place. So, when you mm-hmm. need help, we've been closed for a year and five months. We're all set to wow. do our Taste of South Towns. On April 19th. Uh, yeah, September 19th. So a year and five months later, here we are. Oh, uh, yeah. Certainly help us out if you love animals. We have 78 different species of ducks, geese, and swans. We have 700 birds. We have them from every continent, except Antarctica, of course. <laughs> we are birds down there. Yeah. But we have our Taste of the South Towns coming up Sunday, September 19th at St. Ellis Hall. That's in Springville, right in the middle of Springville on Franklin Street. And it's from noon to four. And if you're interested in some good food, we have it. I'll give you an example. We have tacos, if you like. We have beef on wick. 
uh, cheeseburger sliders. We have barbecued ribs. We have chicken wings. We have uh, pulled pork. Uh, like- you, you had me at tacos, Milt. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so lots of great food. You got music out there too, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we have uh, desserts. People like desserts, right? Mm-hmm. How about peanut butter dream pie? Grasshopper, grasshopper brownie. Uh, no, are, they, are they really grasshoppers, though? You don't have to worry about that, you know? Okay. Grass- <laughs> blueberry crepe with local honey and with cream and delicious. We have all awesome. kinds of good stuff there. Uh, right. Soups, we have chicken wing soup. Why not? we yeah. got to have chicken wing soup, right? We have southwestern corn and chicken chowder. Mel, Mel tell us the dates again so people know. Here too. We Sept- have, uh, September 19th, right, Mel? What's that? September 19th, right? Just give us a date and, uh, and plug a number so people can get tickets if they need. Right. But uh, we have chicken feta, rosemary meatballs. We have all <laughs> kinds of stuff there. Uh, we have, if you like, uh, shrimp. We have bacon shrimp skewers. We have haddock fingers. All kinds of good stuff. Milt, you're getting you're getting me hungry, Milt. What's the number <laughs> there? We can get tickets. Uh, number is nine four two six eight three five. Nine four two six eight three five. Yeah, nine four two six eight three five. We're on the web too. Awesome. My wife's email is rosebird at. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> That's okay. We'll have That's a call right. the number, 942-6835 if you want tickets. And, again, this will be coming up September 19th from 12 to 4. That's a Sunday. That's a week from tomorrow. And we'll keep this this flyer information right at our front desk so anybody who wants information, and, again, if you're driving and you can't write it down, just give us a call at the office, 833-FIN-GUYS, and we can certainly pass along this information for you. So, yep. Milt, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Yep. Oh, we lost him. I don't know what happened there. Oh, but, sorry, yeah. Milt. Best of luck with your event, and uh, we appreciate having you on. We we, uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. So yep. it sounds like a delicious uh, – Listen, no, no ducks or geese on the menu though. A lot, everything else, but uh, but not that. They're trying to protect those. So. All right. <laughs> Let's. Hey, you in. like the geese anyways? They're not that good. Yeah. All no, right. I like geese though. I like uh, geese. Yeah, what I you it's uh, if you be... don't clean them, it's okay. If you clean them, all you can all you can taste is the smell of actually cleaning the bird. But yeah, outside the, the, the shot that's off. left in them. But well, that too. Yeah. My, <laughs> I swear, my wife always gets the shot. Like we, oh, we yeah. seed pheasant, go pheasant hunting, and. I'd have, you know, th- three uh, pheasant breasts out, and, or four, let's say, and two for her, two for me. She'd get the two with the shot in it. I'd get the two that didn't have any shot in it. Gotta so, soak or maybe i just swallow stuff whole. But anyway. Soak them in some Italian dressing for a while. That's what you oh, got to yeah. do with geese. All kinds of good stuff. But All, all right. right. All right. Let's stick with the phones and sneak in one more if we can at the top of the hour. Madonna. Madonna. How, how are, are you, Madonna? Good. I uh, want to remark something about your caller a few minutes ago from Pendleton, who Kevin. I really feel is very in fact and he knows what he's talking about. But today... I got to say, this mayoral's race is not in Pendleton. It's in Buffalo, and it means a lot to the people who are living in the city of Buffalo and first-ring suburbs. Just the other day, I read something about the um, aftermath of the um, uh, debate, and during the debate, the socialist candidate did say she would be raising taxes 3% in the city of Buffalo. That's an important fact. There are other Mm -hmm. things that are important to talk about, and there's many moving parts. We're coming up on 3 o'clock, so I'll make it very, very quick. I feel that um, we have to stay very, very informed on this and Mm -hmm. and, uh, really vote our businesses and vote ourselves, vote our financial future. And I personally do not feel that anybody who's in the Democratic Socialist Party, a a small part of the Democratic Party, actually, but um, they don't speak for me. They don't. 
Yeah. Hey, good so call. Good to hear. Well said, Madonna. I don't think they speak for a lot of folks, Madonna. I uh, think, unfortunately, we've got a very small but very vocal uh, you know, group of progressives I, and socialists. I gotta, I gotta be honest with you, though, Madonna. I mean, they they support them. I mean, they're supporting yeah. Biden. They're supporting all these people, Kathy Hochul, and it's a Democrat party. A Democrat mm-hmm. party has radically shifted to the left well, this year. You should consider coming over to the other side. Yeah, the election is crucial for Buffalo. It is a yeah. time that you can actually make a difference. And let's face it, what happened in June was because people stayed home. Yeah, yeah, stayed, no doubt about it. And she snuck in. Okay. She will not sneak in if people vote, like I said, their financial future, their kids' future, and the way they were raised. And if they are John F. Kennedy Democrats, fine. That's yeah. what, we're looking at, what we're looking for. No one says you have to belong to a political party. Do what you feel is best for you and your family. Yeah. Little tiny smidgen of people who got her in do not talk for the rest of us. Well, yeah, but Don, I think you're spot on, and uh, you're right. It was the apathy that, that got her on the ballot, and uh, if, you know, if, it could be the apathy that— that that puts her there permanently, and if that's the case, it's it's a disaster. I don't think just for Buffalo and the first ring suburbs. I think the whole community suffers. Mark, I mean, when the, when the city suffers, the whole community suffers. Mark, and, mark my uh, words. I, I would if I was a betting person, I'm not. He will be on the ballot. He will win, he win. and he will yeah. shift even more to the left with yeah. the radical left wing extremist Democrat yep. Party. That's right. They are so ex- watch out for that. They are. Yeah. They. I. I mean, I just can't imagine. I'm not saying you support the Republicans because we bash them a bunch too, right? There's a lot of useless Republicans <laughs> out true. there. But I'll tell you what. They are not communist and they are not socialist, and that's what uh, we're seeing in that party. We are. <laughs> we are absolutely seeing. And, and I don't care who it is. Kathy Jury's Hochul, out on Mitt Romney. Mike, Kathy Hochul was talking about protecting our border, not allowing illegal immigrants in 10, 15 years ago. She's not that's doing true. that anymore. They are all that's useless. True. They have gone to the left. They're left-wing extremists, and they need that's to be true. exposed for what they are. And by the way, Mayor, Mayor Brown, he's had years. He's useless, totally useless. Yep, that school system has been a miserable failure. It should have been the number one focus of him and his buddies, and they could care less. That school has gotten worse, not better, over the last 20 to 30 years. So we'll see what happens. Thanks for calling, Madonna. Appreciate it. Madonna, thank you so much for your call. I would say, Mike, in the Republican Party, there are a few communists, and and Mitt Romney is one of them. Yeah, oh, yeah, just not as many, right? Not not near as many. Not near as many. I think Dan Bongino nails it when he says, you know, there are a lot of Republicans. Most Republicans are Democrats in in reality, but no Democrats are really Republicans. And a lot of Democrats now are just flat-out socialists. Yes, (laughs) that's right. Thank you all for listening, folks. We appreciate it. God bless America. God bless you all on this anniversary 9-11 i hope you are safe and with family if you need us throughout the week again we do manage money for a living 833 fin guys or go to our website thefinancialguys.com yeah. well, what a week have- by the way to uh, support no, your flag support your troops Absolutely. support the police officers and firemen let's not forget those brave people that ran into the building not out of it no doubt about it all right on behalf of mike lovis i'm glenn wiggle with the financial guys we'll see you next week right here on the financial guys radio network